I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Very welcome to episode 139 of the Irish Photography Podcast. My name is Darren, I'm your host, and I'm joined by somebody whose work I've admired for, again, from a long period of time. I've never met him, but we spoke a number of times via Instagram and such like that, and he's a fantastic frog- photographer. He hails from Dublin. Neville, how are you doing? Neville Lawless, or otherwise known as Lawless Ireland. Welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Thanks very much, Darren. I'm going to say, you insulted me straight out, though. I'm from Kenny. Oh, Jesus, there you go. <laughs> that was a great start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of living in Dublin for there you go. Uh, okay, mostly 16 years or so since I was in college a long time ago. So yeah, I'm half, nearly half a Dublin now, but I'm kick any man hard through hard, 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 hard as well. I'll get away with so with the, with the four path Sorry, con, yeah, yeah. Dublin then, yeah. So yeah, I mean, look, I've admired your work and I think it's something that I'm really excited to kind of get into and the nitty gritty and the kind of motivation behind your photography. And I you know, you mentioned so, yeah, there from a, a college point of view, I suppose, is, is that when you started in photography or was photography Ooh. something that was beforehand? Or is photography not that you studied in college? What how'd you get started? No, I just no, I started um probably about seven or eight years ago. I, I work in work as an engineer actually in Intel in um, a department called optical lithography. Okay. And from from college and stuff I had an interest in optics and physics and that sort of stuff. And it was it was only after um, I was on holidays with my my missus in Erica in um, in Morocco one one year, and I was using some old Samsung phone or something, and she she's like, "God, you you love taking nail photos, don't you?" And after that, uh, she she ended up she bought me a, a cheap Nikon D thirty three hundred, and that sort of that got me into it. So, but um, I remember that that trip trip to Morocco was definitely something that definitely spurred me into. Uh, photography you know it's sort of that culture shock you feel when you get somewhere you're like I need to have pictures of this just for when I'm older not to show anybody even but just to have them yourself <laughs> yeah just seeing yeah. you know just lads walking around with camels and just cra- crazy stuff that you'd never see in the sights and smells um, so that, that's definitely what sort of got me into photography and street streets urban sort of photography as well for sure yeah, and you know, it's interesting there because, again, I know your work from a, a street urban point of view. And, like, mm. was it when you were, in, as you say, in Morocco, like, you obviously got the camels and so forth like that, and also you got the sand dunes. But then you were drawn to the kind of the street scenes and getting the people and stuff like that, is it? So was it? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like, yeah, I suppose in Morocco, you're you're in the desert. You, you might be in the desert for the, for the, the night in Sahara or something, but you spend two, a week or two weeks walking walk around the back alleys and the souks and all, all those so that's that that sort of thing interests me like it's just capturing that that thing that i didn't i didn't know i didn't even know what street photography was back then i just i just, I just felt i had to have a picture of it you know and mm, um, mm. i'm sure that's probably what, what most people think but then some people just don't feel attracted to, to it at all they'll prefer to just you know absorb the sights and smells themselves and not do anything further with it so i think that's definitely what pushed me into it really yeah, and you know, the interesting thing for me is like, you know, I, I often pigeonhole myself and say I'm an landscape photographer, that's it, I don't do anything else. But um, mm. I have gone into yeah. Cork City Centre with my camera and I have taken photographs. And it is something that yeah. I won't say I, I didn't enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed it, but like, mm. I found the difficult part really was you're taking pictures of strangers and I'm like, going, okay, do they really want me taking pictures of them? But 
you see the guys that are out there and you know you as an example you're out there all the time you're used to having the camera in your hand it's kind of second nature you don't feel out of your comfort zone so you probably feel equally as comfortable in the street photography point of view as i would be in the landscape point of view i imagine yeah 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 absolutely i think um like I, yeah and if i'm heading into town on saturday i'll probably just throw the camera on the shoulder and go and walk around with it and yeah not not think much of it it's, it's mm. when you if you're out and say walk around Cork city and you have your big lens on and you start feeling like god am i looking like a bit of a creep or something <laughs> yeah, that takes yeah, yeah but if you just you know just don't mind anybody just shoot away and do your thing people people just assume that that lad's doing something there he, he's mm. he's not looking at me he couldn't be looking at me or they sort of like ah, he know he's shooting something there in the difference and nobody thinks that of it and it's mm. not that you're, cap, you're capturing it's yeah it's, it's it's hard to describe as well it's, you're trying to capture a quick moment uh-huh. which could be you know like an interesting character or um you know sort of a scene unfold you know you might have some nice sort of shadow scene set up and you're you need something to, to walk in someone to walk into the frame or something to happen really yeah like say what you're your uh, your sunset hitting the side of the cliffs or something. You need something to cha- to change the scene, and that's sort of what you'd be waiting for. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe I, people people can be sort of inconsequential to to the scene, but they make it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and as you, as you mentioned, that something comes to mind. It was one I remember seeing years ago. Um, it was like as if it was an advert for a mobile phone company because it was mm. a a billboard, and somebody had a phone in their hand, and somebody walked past with a phone in their hand in exactly the same position as the person that was in the poster, and you you know. That's somebody who's looked and looking for the shot, sees that's there, but is waiting, as you say, for somebody to walk into the scene to compliment. I hundred percent, definitely. What's in the back, you know? And I think yeah, that, that yeah. to me, I, I look, I, I'm actually kind of intrigued by that because you can create a story from something that nobody would even be looking at twice because it happens probably many, many times. But you're yeah. there with the camera to be able to capture that shot. So I think, I think it's a fascinating thing for me. I haven't done it, like I said, that often, but. You know, as you say, I mean, you go into town on a Saturday, throw the camera over your shoulder. You never know what you're going to get. You never know who's going to pop up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that, that's it. Absolutely. I think you, you described it really well there. So, and so I, I wouldn't sound particularly good at that unfurling um, a story in the street. Real hardcore street photographers now, you know, that's what they strive for. I, yeah. I'm much more sort of uh, maybe aesthetic and, you know, I like sort of maybe cinematic type scene that I think this looks nice. Yeah. And wait for something yeah. to happen, as you're as you're saying, yeah. So probably different approaches. I, if we're in a, a street, there's um, oh, there's on on, trying to think of the name of the, the site now, um, oh, tiny picker, one of one of the hardcore street street photography websites. You'd be laughed out of it for having some sort of like you know using the sun or anything. It's all about people and their their actions and sort of how they, how they act back. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's different, I suppose. Like. And, and you know what, I mean, look, you know, as you say, everybody's different in what they like, but everybody's different as well, how they take photos. Because I remember, again, when I first started looking at um, street photography images, I'm wondering, is somebody using a mobile phone to take those photographs? Because mm. you're kind of inconspicuous with your mobile phone. You could be as if you're taking an ordinary photograph, which technically speaking, you are. It's the same thing, but you're yeah. looking at the scene in a different way. So would you use your phone to take photographs or would you use the camera? You know, yeah, um, it's a good question for like if I'm walking around the street and interacting with people, I probably wouldn't be using. I try and rarely use the phone. Okay. But if I'm out, if I'm out, you know, on a nice sunset or something, I'll use my phone for, you know, a reflection shot or you know, some some nice sunset or, or doing something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I find people react different to if you're holding up your phone like that. There, that's taking a picture. Whereas 
with a camera, with a with like sort of your Fuji or whatever, mm-hmm. you're you can be shooting away and then someone walks past you, you can keep shooting and they'll think, ah, oh, he's taking a picture of the cathedral or something in the background. Yeah. Whereas yeah, your phone yeah. is like a it's a red flag, someone's go, he's taking a picture of me. Um and I, I tend to I tend to wouldn't wouldn't use in that case, yeah. Um and I've I've seen guys guys street vloggers on YouTube and stuff and they say they'll they'll walk around with their um you know their earphone as a as a trigger and use the, the phone as well. So Mm-hmm. It's definitely a technique that people use, and I suppose with what camera, with phone cameras can do these days, like you know, if it's a street image, is probably you'd probably get away with for a quality for print wise and stuff. But yeah, I, I saw one actually. I saw a guy. He had um, a GoPro on a chest strap, and he had the remote thing on his wrist, and he hmm. would just walk around as if he was doing nothing, and then be taking the photographs, so nobody would have known. So he. He came up with it because somebody challenged him and said, I bet you I, I could get a photograph of you and you wouldn't even know it. And he really? Said, okay, yeah, yeah. He said, no, of course you wouldn't. He goes, of course I'd know you took a photograph. And he goes, okay. Mm. And he showed him the photograph. He had already had it done because he had the GoPro on his chest, but it was just taking the shot with that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, I think that's one way where you can catch a candid moment. But there's, there's a guy actually I follow on Instagram, um, Alexander the Great. Uh, he's a guy in the US. He's just mm. gone absolutely ridiculously viral now because he's doing videos with his street photography but he's going up to people yeah uh, with his camera in his hand and announcing that he's a street photographer he wants to take some portraits of them he shows them some images on his phone they see mm. wow i want that too now of course people he picks they're a bit of ex- exhibitionist i mean i'm sure many people in ireland go not a chance you get no photograph of me by your grand but you know, <laughs> people like to be able to do that so like there's two sides to that then i think isn't there because if you've got the camera you know you look like you know what you're doing then somebody is probably going to take that more seriously too i imagine it, yeah? Uh, yeah if if you look like you know what you're doing and you act like it's nobody questions it at all hmm. and I've, I've heard you know one, one or two people um which is a, t- a tiny number saying that someone said to like, oh, you take my picture, please don't or whatever. And you have to respect that 100%. Like, but mm-hmm. um, I've, no one's ever said anything like that to me. And I've definitely approached one or two people like um, you know, an older interesting man, maybe with tattoos or something saying, do you mind if I take your photo? You're really unique. And then you're generally they'd be all about it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to approach people like, like that in that respect. But some people are fantastic at it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, especially in Ireland as well. It's, it's a bit That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. It's like, no, like, I don't want to get camera. Yeah. I'd want to be I'd want to be any photograph. Like and who, yeah, who'll yeah. be watching this? Who's gonna know I'm on the street at this time? <laughs> Everybody be conspicuous, you know. Um and I suppose with that in mind then, you know, with the different styles of photography that you would take from a street point of view, I see that you have images with people, but I also see you've got images of buildings and you've got architectural hmm. images as well. So like what do you like most about your style of photography from a street point of view? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I, I, I was having, I was having a think about this prior, prior to the come, come on, which I suppose I do. I, I'd like sort of the aesthetic of, of urban sort of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people might say this is not street photography. There's no, it's not people and emotions and stuff like that. Um, but definitely I, I do just, just from living in the city for, for so long, for 16 or so years, like you just, you have to sort of do what you're do what you can when you're, when you're in the city, say. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I am sort of aesthetic, trying to create a scene that doesn't look like what you normally see. So I definitely like going out during a misty evening. Mm-hmm. Some yourself, will, you'll head off to the, the you know, to the river, riverside or something just to get a, like a misty scene. I'll go into the city and yeah. use the mist and the lights and the neons and stuff like that to try to work to my advantage. Um, in the summertime, it's not as easy. There's not as much, you know, as, a, as much atmosphere, I suppose. Correct, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so just sort of if you're trying to use light and shadow then in the day, in the daytime or sunset if you can, 
Mm-hmm. You can, you know, but you have you have the option like you can, you know, frame up a nice, nice view along the river or head to the, you know, head to a like real urban area and use angles of the buildings, cranes, anything you can sort of make a some sort of frame or something to make your inter- in, images a bit more interesting. What people like to see, I think, is when they see something they see every day, but framed in such a way that they go, Jesus, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, the feckin' pool bag tunies, like, you know, they're in hundreds and thousands and millions of shots in Dublin. But if you can take a unique photo in your own such way, mm-hmm. make your own, you know, you'll have people trying to copy it and trying to, try to do that. So you've, you obviously hit, hit something that someone like that aesthetic and try to recreate, I suppose, which is, which is a nice sort of thing to strive for, I suppose. Yeah, for for sure. And you know, you mentioned a couple of things there. Can I expand on those? You know, um, like you've got daytime street photography, you've nighttime street photography. You know, mm. like you've got, as you say, reflections. So you know, conditions and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that, I suppose, in in a, in a part in a bit more detail because I think that's a kind of a real interesting aesthetic. That exactly as you say, somebody will see something that they walk past every day, but they may yeah. not have noticed it in that light or that that framing. But do you prefer? To do your street photography during the day, or do you prefer the nighttime opportunities? If I give a good, good answer to that, I'd say I like it in autumn or okay. spring when, <laughs> when you can when I can go out at four o'clock and even after I get home early from work, go out with the camera and it's bright. You get a bit of harsh harsh light, you get sunset, and then stay on into nine or ten o'clock in the evening. Yeah. So you get a whole suite of images over over even. Whereas if you're like if you're a landscaper, you're on the side of a lake. Come dusk, once blue is gone, then you're you're finished for yeah. the city. You do have that sort of bit of a scope to keep going. Yeah. Um, to see how long as long as your feet can last, I suppose walking around with your bag and everything. Well, this is true. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, like the, the the evening, I think, can probably give you more opportunity because there's probably less people as well around on the streets, so that you can kind of see things. I imagine a bit clearer from what you want to try to get the yeah definitely. Yeah. Like I. I you know, you take taking a cinematic shot of Grafton Street at six o'clock on Friday evening. It's not going to do anything because you're going to have thousands of people walking up and down. But if you can have yeah. a nice lonely street with a nice lighting and one person walks through or something, that one does make a difference. And it's harder to, to get that, mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. with your rush hour traffic or foot traffic as well, I suppose. Uh, back back in the day when pubs and nightclubs were open, you'd get it every Saturday morning. I'd say you see people <laughs> yeah. kind of crawling back up Grafton Street after Absolutely, night on yeah. the top. <laughs> and you know, I suppose one one question I kind of want to kind of go into a bit more detail is on the the, the, the challenges really that you might enco- encounter. Um, so, um, for me, for argument's sake, you know, like I said, I've gone into town, but I've only ever gone into town in the evening time with somebody else. I've never gone in mm. on my own with the camera because I don't want to be bringing the tripod number one because it brings attention number two I don't want to bring the camera because that will bring attention so yeah. um, is like, what sort of challenges have you encountered not just from that point of view but in, in, in general yeah look to, to us I've never had any hassle or any you know ruffians come up and hassle me with a camera or anything like that mm-hmm. um, definitely haven't but like you're, you're absolutely right like walking around with a couple of grand gear you know you, if you're just unlucky you could have Mm-hmm. a bad mm-hmm. interaction um do like a lot of time we would text the group chat and get a few lads and we head out and there's always one or two people that are up for, up for a shoot whether you stroll around or mm-hmm. set up the tripod somewhere and do long exposures or whatever it may be but even just go for a bit of bit of a bit of crack and a, or wander around like a bit of a walk yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and like from the, the the ability to be able to take the photographs then you know during the day as an example like not from the, the safety in the evening but um do you find that you might want to take a night shot and get a light trail as an example and you know you're waiting and waiting and waiting for the 
Lewis to come by or a bus mm. to come by and you know it's, it's too late just the, fre the frequency is after being you know later or whatever it may be like what sort of challenges do you encounter there trying to set up a shot or get a shot uh, yeah no I, would, I probably wouldn't even think that would be too much of a challenge for us like especially the, the less frequent there is you know you're, if you're say if you're taking you're in a busy busy street there you're you've cars 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 but you'll always have 10 or 12 double bus flight after, after yeah. 20 minutes so you, yeah. you never have a long to wait um, I suppose it gives a bit more flexibility than uh, than landscape in, in that regards. Um, the weather, I suppose, is, is is one big one. I suppose if you're if you're getting a rough rough uh, few weeks of, of wind and rain, like it can be a bit miserable. Um, now you, you know mm -hmm. you, you want to use the, the weather to your advantage sometimes, but it yeah, does get sure. the, the spirits down as well if you lose motivation. And motivation is definitely something that I think every struggles with from time to time. You just sort of get up off your arse, get out is is the thing, and yeah. you've. When you've nothing to, when you've nothing to look forward to in terms of like I've nothing to shoot, I've no plan, I don't want to shoot the fucking spire or something. And yeah. You need to uh, just, I uh, throw in headphones, throw in some music, and go out, go out for a stroll. And you know, there's never, there's never once you don't come back without some sort of photo that you're, oh. you're happy with. I, yeah, I always sure. say that, like just go out with it, and you'll do something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You could probably come across something that you weren't expecting as well, and you prefer to have the camera with you, not than not have the camera with you. And like, Absolutely, you know. Yeah. Um, like I've I've often thought there it was at the beginning actually of the whole lockdowns and everything else in March of last year and you know city centres being empty and such like that and I was thinking you know what would I get up early one morning and go into Cork City and get photographs of the ghost city back to yeah, yeah. there was nobody around you know yeah. and then I then I was thinking okay yeah sure I might go in there and I'll give it a go and then I was like sure if I'm going in there then, then aren't I breaking the legislation to be able to go in there and all of a sudden take my yeah, that I put an image up and someone go, ah, who are you? They're breaking all the rules. And I, you know what? It's not even worth it in relation to that. So I was saying, okay, <laughs> would I would I go off and get a photograph just for myself, just to have it documented? And then I yeah. saw something in the paper where one of the local um, news photographers had taken in yeah, yeah, yeah. street shots. I was like, okay, well, if I want it now so badly, I could just get that. So, I mean, like, I think street photography can give you different styles and different types of phot photographs that you may not even have expected. And like Definitely. early morning, I think is something that always attracts me, particularly with Cork, because you've got the river that goes through the center of Cork in early morning. Yeah. You get the, the sunrise and it gets beautiful in relation to that. But oh, it's something exactly. that I, I'd like to do more similar in Dublin, you know, with the bridges, you're straight down and you've got, you know, Samuel Beckett Bridge and everything else with the sun rising behind it if you're shooting yeah. uh, west to east. So like, how about the morning time? Is that something as well where you kind of have taken photographs where the city comes to life? Or are you a, a night owl? I'm, I'm an owl, yeah. I, I struggle to even get up for work at eight o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, this time of year, when sunrise at fucking three a.m. or whenever it is, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I struggle with it, yeah. So I'll, I'll get up. I'll go out for the nice morning light, but I'll, I'll rare enough for sunrise. So, and it, it'll have to be a special ones, you know. There's guaranteed mist. There's guaranteed sunrise. There's going to be deers or something epic is going to be there. That'll get me up, but, um, or a bit of guilt as well off a few lads maybe. <laughs> yeah, like the guilt I struggle with motivation in the morning. Maybe one day, no, we'll see that you got a, you gave yourself a front up the backside, and we'll see some. Maybe, yeah, after after trying yeah. now, I'll, go, I'll still fall like You've been nearly off to go out, go out at two o'clock in the morning to stay up and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the summertime, you have to stay up all yeah. night. Yeah, it's an absolute yeah. dose. All right, listen, look what I'm going to do. I really enjoyed the kind of intro there to your photography. I'll take a very, very quick break, and we'll be right back with more questions after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalogue? 
we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. You're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So, Neville, you know, thanks very much for kind of giving me the, the intro in regards to your photography style and street photography. A couple of things I kind of want to get a bit more meat on the bones are things that I hmm. remember a couple of years ago, I saw you went to Asia um, on a trip. What was hmm. that about? Uh, it was actually in China. Um, China, okay, so, yeah. China, yeah. Um, China is in Asia, isn't it? It, I think it is, yeah. It's over there. All right, okay. She's talking about the second mistake. You know, go ahead. Yeah, she's, <laughs> um, yeah, that, was, that was actually mad. I was, um, I've done a few few little jobs with uh, Huawei, the, the phone company. Okay, um, yeah. You know, sort of promo stuff. If every scene, all, all the photographers for jump and shift from the cameras to the, the phones for, for a while. Like, and, yeah, for uh, a couple so, of weeks or three or four weeks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I've I've worked on them um, over a couple of years, doing small little bits here and there, not not in major, not fresh photographer. So, okay, um, that was that was that. And one Monday morning, I just got an email in my inbox asking, "See, would it be free in um, November just to go to China for a week?" And I was like, ah, this, must be, "This must be the wrong person, or some Nigerian prince are trying to get me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what, what is this about? And it turns out they they just they they had a. Um, Concept for this it's called a super super fan trip in vertical commas I'm saying there, um, and what they want to do is essentially bring a whole host of people from around Europe, um, together to basically show off China, show off their pro- okay. their products really, um, so look I if you offer a man a free trip you can't turn it down. Now yeah, I, I, I was expecting like there's no such thing as a free lunch, but there was lots of free lunch and they they just they really looked after it. So they brought us to um to Shenzhen and Shanghai for. Five, six days, five, three, three nights in each city. Nice. Um, nice. Went around, got put up a lovely hotel. They gave us, they gifted us, I suppose, the, the newest um, uh, the phone at the time, whatever, Mace 30 Pro, I think it was, or something. Okay. Um, sent us around, really sent us off for using it, John testing out. No real expectation to give them anything or send them any JPEGs or, or anything like that. Just sort of a bit of posting. I, nice. I didn't have a big social media huge I didn't have a huge following or anything like that. I still I don't have a huge huge following. Um so I think they just want to show how what a you know a positive company they are and I fair to them I, I think they're they're a great company. They've always been nice in, in how they approach um you know, you know their the photography community I suppose. I think yeah. Samsung probably tried to get in on that but I don't think it took off really but that's I couldn't, I couldn't really fault it. it. Was it was fantastic? So, um, I don't know if you if you've seen pictures of a Shenzhen or, or of the, that city before. It's it's a crazy. It's like you know New York of, of China, yeah. the big big tech yeah. city. So, gotta shoot all the skyscrapers and you know get yeah. up and get these crazy shots of, of uh, these mad mad scenes of um, neon lights like like something of Blade Runner. So yeah, so that was yeah. that was me and my element. Really really enjoyed it. Um, China's it's 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 not what I expected. I was. I've probably had negative negative opinions of China previously, you know, from American media and that sort of stuff, but it was a fantastic uh-huh. experience. Yeah, amazing food, nice people. Um, just all bustle, hustle, bustle. It's crazy. That's a mad um, trip to build yeah. to go on. I mean, like oh, as you yeah, say. Yes. Like, trip of a lifetime, really. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and like, hang on, like, like, as, as George Hook would say, back up the truck there a second. <laughs> um, so you get the email on the Monday morning. Did you think it was spam? Like, did you how did you get it verified? Uh, honestly, did you go, I, I, I honestly thought it was meant for some influencer with fifty thousand followers or something. 
I don't know what it was, but one of my, one of my friends, Ross, um, he he actually works for Huawei, and he he said that they do it every couple of years. They they'll get people from around Europe and and Australia nice. and send send them off. So, um, they know how to do their their promo, I suppose, don't they? Um, but so yeah, I, and, and, so and they said but, when you you got the email, and how long afterwards did they ask you were you free to go somewhere? Oh, it's probably about three weeks. So, okay, with a small bit of time to plan. I wasn't yeah, the next day. Anyway. Okay, I'm not going huge, to work yeah. tomorrow. Oh, sorry, I'm going to China. But, but, but it was November because it was, and I was close to and you know, having used up all the holidays and stuff for the year. So I said to the manager, it's like, what's the crack? And after sort of been asked on the trip, and he was like, go on, go, go for it, I suppose. And uh, Brilliant. work back a few days, yes. Brilliant. So and, that was that, yeah. And so you went to China, you would, had you were using the, the, the Huawei, whatever the model of it is and such like yeah. that. Um, they brought you to all. The, I remember seeing the images, looking, going. As you say, it looked like Blade Runner. It looks totally futuristic. And oh, it is, yeah, yeah. I had I had some of a, of a, a a view on what China would look like, but even at the time, I'm going, wow, is it that modern? And yeah. it was. I mean, like it was just incredible. Like it looked as if it was a brand new whole city that was just after being built for you guys to come and take photographs of. But it, it was. It is though. That that's the thing. Is it's brand new. Like um, when you arrived in Shenzhen, they say so. Shenzhen is right beside Hong Kong. You you fly into Hong Kong. Um, uh-huh. you, you sail across the bay, then you, you land in Shenzhen. And um, I think there's a sort of a tour, a tour guide on, on the little minibus for the, the few of us. And he said, like, when he lived there 30 years ago, it was a fishing village with, you know, you turn up in your sailboat and uh-huh. Uh-huh. looking at the farmers on the on the, the side of the river. <laughs> and now it's, it's the kids, same size as New York, like it's mad. Wow. So it is wow. to have, well, I suppose, when, when, when the communists came in, they, they really upped their game there. Mm. You do a bit of communism in Ireland for two years, maybe to sort out the infrastructure and get something so, right. Yeah, at least we um, need somebody to make a decision anyway and stick with a decision. That's yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Unlike you know, yeah, Michal Martin. So, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, so, but actually, yeah, that's that's Shenzhen. I suppose they, they brought us to Hong Kong then, or sorry, um, Shanghai. Okay. Again, just to, but that was more of a cultural side of it. They brought us to their show us their, their manufacturing facility. They. Um, Hmm. And did more historical stuff, seeing the you know the old historical um, the Buddhist temples and all that that type of stuff. Wow, th- that was the nice to see the proper Chinese aesthetic and I suppose the sort of real Oriental Asian um, look. So yeah, really, it was unique and just sort of an opportunity to take images that you probably wouldn't ever yeah. get. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely Absolutely. wouldn't. Be a long time before I could afford a trip to China. So. What, do you know what? Now I tell you, I remember looking at the time going, geez, I'd love to know more about that and how it would have happened. Yeah. But even still, like, you know, w- one final question I suppose I have for you on that is what was the highlight and what was the low light of the trip? Uh, I, I struggled to get low light, to be honest. Okay, um, interesting. <laughs> the only low light was coming home. <laughs> the, the, one of the, the highlights, I suppose, is the just just seeing it, that, that type of culture shock again. It was. Like going to Morocco, culture shock is one thing. Going to you know, traveling around Africa is, is a culture shock. And then culture shock in China is, God, it's completely different to, than what I expected. It's such uh-huh. more modern, such uh-huh. more um, um, westernized than I thought. You know, like going into nightclubs and just sort of completely un, unexpected. Like I thought, I, was, I thought more trying to be more traditional, sort of laid back. And, um, but no, that, definitely not that experience at all. Wow. Um, Wow. Amazing food, though, you know, amazing, um, amazing sort of culture, I suppose, to, just to, to walk through like the old, the, the old French, um, French colonial area. Uh-huh. They 
the old oh, the bring up their old people just come out and celebrate life and just every day come out dancing and sitting around and like uh the furthest thing you'd see from a nursing home with like 90 year old women yeah. all, out dancing all, all day like and just walking her that I'm like this is it's a way of life i never, <laughs> never expected before so yeah, yeah even imagine that was, uh, possible, a highlight like, yeah. Me, yeah yeah wow <laughs> and you know not long out was it was it was it not long after that then it was something as well i saw that you started to do it and i think correct me if i'm wrong i think it was toyota that you were working with but you were working as well mm. to take photographs of a car and you had a new car that was out and you were given the task of taking photographs of that around anywhere i think is that yeah. right yeah yeah a couple of times yeah so um that was another i suppose a nice opportunity as well to present itself um one of the guys that worked for the, the social um communications part of toyota he he emailed me one day asking would i be interested in doing some sort of promotion promotion for them nice um you've probably seen like a lot of car companies stuff do that they'll, they'll get influencers and stuff to go off and you know um uh, you know use something or vloggers or something to go yeah. off with the yeah, car yeah. and just yeah. take stories and he said look look would you if you're if we can give you a car and a few bit can you could you you know, go off and do give us sort of a, I suppose, a small pack of like 50 photos or something of a car, sorry, 30 photos of the car or something. But you don't know, take the car off for a week, we'll give you a few paid petrol money, go off on a road mm-hmm. trip. So hard to turn down now that, that as well. Um, yeah. No, no, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not not fresh, fresh a photographer. So you're doing it in your spare time, you're using it as a, as a way to get around the country, do a bit of yeah. sort of, it's not even quid pro quo, but it's something to, something different I suppose starting really isn't it it's yeah to, absolutely you're not you're yeah, just yeah. Um, you know if you're, if you're offered opportunity I'll say take it I'll say yes to, to things like that and you can only pr- progress your sort of your, your hobby and your, your career if you're trying to make a career I suppose uh, do you know what you're, you're very very right and I suppose there's a couple of ways to look at that as well because you could have somebody turn around and say okay yeah they've asked me to do this okay they want 30 photos okay I'm going to charge them 100 euro a photo or whatever it yeah, may yeah. be uh, and then they say, no, I'm not, I don't have any budget for that. I mean, there is an argument and I can see where people from a professional point of view will go, there has to be a budget for this. Why are you telling me there's no budget? You want me to do this yeah. for free, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. on your, your own point of view, as you say, you're not a professional photographer. You get an opportunity to get quick pro pro. I can get my cars paid for. I can go around the country. Why not just take some photographs for it? You know, it yeah. doesn't bother me. It makes no difference to me. So, and the thing about it then is like, I saw those images. I remembered it. So I'm sure there's other people then that would go, do you know what? I want to get this done. Hang on, I saw a guy here. And that's it. There's, it it's like your CV to a certain extent. Gives yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I've, on, on my website, I have the, like an automotive section of any trope, any any of those, those images. And I have been contacted a couple of times since we have small, small things. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, they're, they're, when there's a professional photographer sitting somewhere, at least they scream at and saying, like, this is my fucking job, you know? Yeah, of course. I, it's, I'm not. I'm not putting my hand asking asking for people to throw to throw a job to you. You know, if someone asks you to do something, say yeah. That's that's my opinion. Sorry about look, you. <laughs> and and look, and it, that that's all that matters at the end of the day. If you decide yeah. to do it because you want to do it, I mean, you, you know, if you didn't decide to do it, you'd have somebody given out you saying Neville, you should have done it. And if you didn't, do it, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, can't you, win, you can't win. You yeah. can't. I mean, the only the only way you can win is to be happy and confident in what made decision you make yourself to be, and that's. That's it, you know. You yeah. you can't show your right any here. other way, you know. Yeah. And I think, like you know, there's many, many things that you know you could do for uh, a friend of yours that he might need you to help with, and you might take that photograph, not even thinking that it was something that could be beneficial, and you might just post and go, oh, "I did this with a friend of mine last week, something different. Mm-hmm. I played around with lights or whatever," and then all of a sudden, now you've got another set of repertoire that you can see, and someone's looking for a type of image. There it is. Oh, 
why contact this guy? So yes, it's the same yeah. same yeah. net result. You know, to, it's depending on how you get to that, I suppose. But yeah, no, they they were two things I think that I was interested in kind of learning more on. Um, and I think you know when I was looking at the the different styles of the images and the different things like that, I was thinking, you know what. I must try and get, you know, myself into kind of more of an urban kind of uh, situation because I do like the whole aesthetic of the neon lights. I do like the whole idea of what you can create in a nighttime image. I do like the whole idea of creating a story, um, mm-hmm. you know, by, with the car as an example. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the images you took of that is a lifestyle situation. You're taking pictures uh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah. You know, so like you're just documenting it like everybody else would document their life, except that you didn't have to pay for that car to get documented. You got the car whatever period of time free so yeah yeah yeah, yeah I and, I, and, sort of and i'd like to attach that i suppose um so that's what toyota's like they were doing their their corollas and those new hybrid cars and stuff but they, they actually contacted myself and um fred kelly one day then they were looking for photographers to do a track day they, they brand new supras and mm-hmm. uh they brought out three three or four of them out for a track day and brought us out and asked them to shoot them and then throw a few laps around the car as well so nice like yeah 100 nice. I'm, I'm doing that as long as yeah. I don't have to pay for it, I'll happily do that. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, where was that? Mandelo? Oh, Mandelo, yeah, yeah. Great crack now, yeah. It's very recent. Yeah. I, 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 Mandelo's a great spot. I've spun off that track so many times. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't fancy it now. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to do it now in a brand new Super. That's for sure. That's for sure. No, no, I was, I was grinding it around the track. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, driving Miss Daisy. All right, so back to your street photography, right? Um, mm. You know, you've a lot of experience under your belt. And I mean, look, we'll, we'll touch on your type of images, I suppose, as well, as we go through something in a moment. But I think, you know, if somebody was to look at your Instagram account, they will see a plethora of different types of style of photography from the, the, the street genre, um, you know, nighttime shots, daytime shots, you know, product images and stuff like that. But first question I suppose I'd have for you on that is, what advice would you give to somebody who's starting out in street photography? Like when they look at your images and go, geez, yeah, I'd love to, be able to do that. What, what would be the first bit of advice that you could turn to somebody and say, this is what you need to do, I need to think? Yeah, I, 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 I might touch on your own, I suppose, but bring the camera with you. Um, if I'm going in doing a bit of shopping and going for a pair of jeans and pennies or something, I'll probably throw the camera in, in the car and tip in take it out with me and it's 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 for familiarity first of all with, with your camera your gear you know being able mm-hmm. to change change your settings really quickly um if you're sitting on the side of a cliff you know coming to sunset you think you've a shot done but you have to get to change your settings and get it Correct. right very quickly moving and sort yeah. of moving adapt as though i said um same same street vlog as well you're you're constantly shifting your short speed and your 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 aperture just to try and you know pick out pick out a subject or get your, your big scenes of getting that familiarity there, having your having your gear with you all the time. Um and then I suppose really sort of trying to find the unique unique frame, the unique aesthetic that might sort of make something stand out. So you know if you're if you're focusing on sort of people and the likes then you're looking for characters really. You're looking for either, you know, the grumpy looking person, beautiful mm-hmm. young 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 woman, or a dodgy old lad, or something like that. There's yeah. always there's always someone that that will that will just scream that they want that that's a, a nice there's picture. There's a story in that face. There's, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I'm amazing at that. There's, you know, some amazing amazing street photographers around, around Dublin. Um, 
I wouldn't, I, I don't classify myself as, as being anywhere up to, of close third grade. I just, mm-hmm. I dabbled in so much stuff that I wouldn't be master of any of them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like, I like just being able to watch the scene unfold, unfold. So I think that's important. Take your time and, you know, feel comfortable to, to sit up in a spot and you know, hang around in the corner waiting for something to happen. Um, because that, that's, yeah, I think people are sort of a bit too impatient when it comes to photography a lot of times. Well, they'll, they'll try and rush things and try and, Get a get a an amazing image first time. Whereas you know, get mm-hmm. get your get your settings right. Get your maybe you know, think about your shutter speed. Do you need to lower? Do you need to drop drop it down to maybe bring a bit more drama? Some, mm-hmm. Something like that to bring to your images. Yeah. Mm. And I suppose it all starts by having the camera with you, as you say, bring it out with you. Like, like, yeah, have, what, have it as a third arm. Like you, you need to serve that familiarity. I think to be honest. Yeah. What one thing that you said there, and I suppose maybe if I added a bit of advice to it, I don't, and I'm not qualified to give the advice to it, but anyway, shape or form, but I think it comes as nice. Right. If you say you're going to stand around in the corner and wait for the shot, yeah, okay, don't wear a long trench coat. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I when I when I say that, you know, you can. I find just standing with the camera as long as you, as we said earlier on, like as long as you look like you know what you're doing, people yeah. assume you you know what you're doing. Yeah, nobody knows sure. how, nobody knows what you're doing, but if you, you have that sort of bit of confidence, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose something else then as well, I think to touch on because I kind of mentioned earlier on is you know rain and rain. Mm. I think in an urban environment is something which you welcome, I imagine, um, because it completely changes the opportunity and what you can get. Now I don't think you welcome the rain as it's raining, but Obviously, that can still give you a certain type of photograph too, because people have to have an umbrella. People have the facial expressions; they're getting wet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, but yeah. after it stops raining, you get puddles. So, tell me about rain. How much of a, a, a tool is it from a street photography point of view? Um, yeah, I suppose we, as long as you have the benefit of being able to, to stop time, don't you? Um, so even if it is raining, what, what I, I, what I like. If you're out on a Sunday afternoon and it starts pissing down rain, but it could be a sunshine or something, try and shoot like shooting into the light, which most mm-hmm. people would say never do. And landscape photography, you, you tend not to do it much, mm-hmm. but shooting into the light and try and get sort of get your raindrops backlit and stuff, get it you know a nice fast shutter speed, and next thing you know, you have a cinematic image there of like rain just uh, stu- uh, sorry stood in time, frozen in time, yeah. time, yeah, and having some someone walk through it, it's it's hard to re- recreate that. Um, and it's a really effective tool, I think, for that sort of cinematic sort of vibe. If you're, if that's what you're going for, um, yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> pissing down the rain, I suppose it's even if you've good gear and even if it's, if it's a nice waterproof, you, you know, it's, no one likes getting their, their stuff absolutely soaked. It soaked. just doesn't feel right. Like you're not um, walking around with a, a shower cap, I suppose, in the middle of Grafton Street, like, like yeah. you would on the side of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i suppose then once once the rain rain goes they're like not even reflections but i think it gives a you know you can sort of use that to your advantage to get colors and even just just shifting your hips getting down a little bit more just changing your angle you can you can do funny things with a camera i suppose mm. most people will never get down on their knees and have a look on the ground but when you when they see some sort of reflection it, it and look everybody knows that it, it's a bit overdone but it, it still is a nice tool to have in the in the arsenal isn't it um you can get you can get some cool effective images that most most people will take say oh, that actually, that's that looks cool. Some people will use overuse it, and I'm probably guilty of doing it from time to time. But that's because I went out one Sunday and got fifty pictures of in the rain. So that's what I did that day, you know. Yeah, and and the thing <clears> I always <throat> love about that is when you look at the image, you think that this puddle that you were next to was huge, but the puddle was oh, yeah, small. It could be. 
yeah, yeah, it saves your hand or something, maybe like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's about definitely. it's looking down, it's spotting this and going, okay, there's gonna be a reflection here from it. What can be reflected within it, as you yeah. say, get down on the ground. I mean, like, yeah, that it will change it dramatically. But what I love, and particularly in regards to your images as well, is that when you do have the reflections on it, you're seeing not just a, a mirrored image, but you're seeing the colors as well of mm. the city reflecting even more. So then you get a yeah. double source of light in reality because it's coming off the water, which makes yeah. it even more cinematic and more dynamic as well. Yeah, like, like I suppose like if you if you get right down the ground, you're going to get like a 50-50 mirror, mirror split sort of image. But yeah. even just, just, standard, like, just using the wet ground with the with cars and stuff going by, you, you can just get the nice lovely orange or yellow or red tones back in back in a nice cool, cool image yeah definitely yeah yeah it's class and i suppose st speaking of tones um i remember i would have asked you i think it was probably one of the first questions i asked you actually it was in relation to your editing because i noticed that mm. you had a certain color palette which i really really liked and i was like jesus man these are great and i had remember at the time at the time going okay i'm asking this is it a peter mckinnon once like Get out of here. Where are the people's Judeans front? We don't say, well, no, this is my own. I was like, oh, sorry about that, man. I just, it looks so good. <laughs> you know, so like you've got your own style from an editing mm. point of view. Talk us through how you typically would edit a shot. I know there's no one style or one edit for any, for every shot, but what, how would you? Oh, presets all the way there. Presets all the way. Why, why presets? DMC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, do you know what? Actually, the last year or two years ago, I, uh, I jumped here from Lightroom to Capture One. Okay. Um, and that was that was something that was a good decision I made. I, I was just sick of um, sick of just paying the subscription to to Adobe. I hate giving them money every month, so I mm -hmm. got, went off and got capture one. Um, I shoot shoot with Fuji as well, so that they have a specialized software for for Fuji as well. Okay. Um, yeah. but they've they've fantastic sort of color scheme. Um, and sort of opened up my eyes to get nicer, richer, richer colors to, to images. Um, <clears throat> so in terms of editing, I suppose. I wouldn't do anything crazy in terms of like the the, the tones themselves. Probably my more focus on color. Okay. Um, you know, using complementary colors. You know, hit say the the bold world of orange and orange and teal, but mm -hmm. using using them wisely to to a subtle effect can can have a nice um, effect on the image. I think I do. I suppose I I, t I do try and find rich sort of rich colors in, in scenes if possible. Um, I like. You know, shoot, shooting golden hour is, is, is key, really. Like, no matter mm -hmm. where you are, I mm -hmm. do definitely use that to my advantage. Um, try and pull as much riches out of that. Um, if you're, I suppose, even if you're, if you're just on using the tripod, for example, like just getting a, a long exposure in the city, it just as it's said, like you can get incredible images. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'll definitely try and I, I definitely try and maximize that as much as possible. But you know, there's not, I don't get a whole lot, you don't get a whole lot of sunsets. Um, mm -hmm. this time, this time you're are in in a busy city, which which you like mm -hmm. to. So then you're sort of you're back to trying to, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's hard to describe. Try trying to trying to get a nice get a nice image that has that has that sort of richness to it already. And once you get into once you jump into Lightroom or Capture One, then trying to bring that richness now. So you know, not not over over egging the saturation or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's hard, hard one to, to, to balance, I suppose. I, I, I mean, and when you're taking, for example, taking your image, you're are you shooting in landscape mode primarily or portrait mode first and foremost? Um, <clears throat> or both? Does it matter? I, I no, I, I flip between. I, I probably would be portrait. I'd say 60, 70 percent of the time, maybe. Okay. Um, 
Oh, so yeah, you'd hate to be influenced by just by where you where you end up posting images to, to Instagram. But yeah, I do. Instagram, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your phone and how people absorb images. I suppose. We're all, I don't know if you're. Would you feel guilty of doing it yourself at all? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's interesting for me because um, I would primarily shoot in landscape because mm. from a landscape photography point of view. But I would take the portrait shot just to have a portrait image. But I find mm. that it really annoys me. It pisses me off to be honest with you with Instagram because if I try and post. Uh, an image which is landscape orientation and I want to yeah. share it on Facebook and Instagram, I have to change the aspect ratio to match Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm like, like, seriously, stop trying to pigeonhole me into a shape of an image that you want me to shoot in. I mean, mm. Instagram would have been originally the square format, fine, but yeah. not all images suit the square format. And like, um, I find that, you know, if I'm taking an, uh, an image which is portrait orientation, just like what comes to mind is when I'm thinking of a puddle as an example, and you want to get an, long, an elongated view of the puddle yeah. or something. That works by having the camera and pointing the camera down at an angle in a portrait way. But if you took that shot in landscape, you probably would have the same thing, but you won't get the lengthening effect that you would get mm. normal, or ordinarily by being in portrait. So yeah. I think portrait can, can suit the, the, the style of street photography more so than landscape photography. So I find that, yeah, I, I primarily shoot in landscape, but not as often uh, as I actually would think that I do. I, I shoot in portrait quite a lot as well. Mm, yeah, you're you're really you hit the nail head there with the paper pigeonhole. Um, it's very frustrating not not being able to share an image properly and have people yeah. just swipe swipe past it if if they 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 so feel it because it's it's too small looking. Um, yeah. But I found I found definitely a lot of time recently if I have a nice nice landscape image I'll. I'll use the you know the, the road the, what you call it, the swipe feature and break it up into multiple images so you can swipe through and see it sort of see it big yeah. and then see the 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 yeah, three shots I, then in one actually. Yeah, and here's a question now for you on that because that's something that I toyed with doing because actually I, yeah. I an image I I I taken there actually released it today but it was a kind of a panoramic shot that I take I ended mm. up cropping it down to be panoramic but it was never intended it was just a standard image but I wanted to do exactly that. But the only way for me to do that, I believe, is to go in and get the image into Photoshop and then crop it into three equal size squares. And then I get three images that I put up on Instagram. And I have all this extra work for me to do this roller deck. I can't just do it automatically. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give you lessons of what, what I use is a, an app called Pano Crop. I think it's Panorama Crop. I, you gave me that app before. It won't work properly on an iPhone. <laughs> no, it no. works on Android, right? But it won't work on iPhone. Oh, I'd, I'd, like, say there, I'd say there's other ones, but yeah, I use that in Snapseed. And I just you know to finish up made and on the on the laptop shoot over on yeah. Dropbox and just do that and it just flips it out in two two seconds it works works perfectly so I just yeah. I'd say there's definitely an like an iPhone version because I I haven't been to, to Photoshop just to do something silly like that like yeah, it's a head wreck like I mean yeah. you, know, you go off and you do the whole image I mean I don't use Photoshop that often because I think there's too many buttons it scares me same um, same yeah. No, I use Lightroom because I, I, you know, I meet meat and potatoes. I know exactly what I need to do, and yeah. I know how to do it in that way. But then I have to, for every time I get an image like that that I want to do specifically for Instagram, I have to then send that to Photoshop, do all this messing around, get three yeah. images that are exported to my computer. I then got to send them to my phone so that I'm not. Do you know what? No. So yeah, I will <laughs> gladly take any bit of advice. If anybody knows of a iPhone program that will do it in two seconds or three seconds or four seconds, I'd accept four seconds even on that. <laughs> I'd happily take it because like when you know the whole you go through the whole editing process like and then you have to do an extra step specifically for that mm. no no thanks yeah it's frustrating frustrating but and like even on the, on the the chat about crops this was one thing i i and i absolutely love is is trying to use a you know a cinema style crop which is what is 
I suppose not sixty nineteen twenty two three is it? Mm-hmm. Um, that really ultra wide crop yep. there. It just it, it completely transformed an image. If you, even if you're sitting with the amazing shot behind you there of the of the the Atlantic like in the Skellig's in the, the Atlantic like, but when you see something like that crop down to twenty two three, um, it just it just completely transforms it. Especially if you get it get it into a frame like it looks like it comes off the comes right out of the cinema. Um, yeah, de- yeah it's definitely. Does. Post on Instagram, good luck. It just no one every it. season it looks like a stamp, like you just swipe past it. You know, exactly, you know, that's around, exactly yeah. it. It's, yeah, all that work, and you go, you know what? No, I wouldn't bother doing it in relation to that. So, you know, I mean, look, yeah, I think uh, editing is something that uh, has to be your own style. I think you definitely have a style of editing which I really, really like. And like I said to you, when the, like we said at the outset. You know, they were so good. I was like, Jesus, they're yours. Sorry, what happened? Yeah, thank you. you know, like, it, it's it's your work. It's your own, um, you know, style that you were putting it. And as you say, you know, the teal, it definitely has a lovely effect. But complemented with orange, you're like, yeah, Jesus, this is it. And I see styles like that on a lot of people's images. But it's mainly for urban mm. um, because it's not going to work. The image no, yeah, with an acre ocean, yeah, or not, no, it yeah, you know, at all, yeah. yeah, yeah. An uh, orange ocean to, is definitely to, going to look synthetic, like, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. You have to use that um, t- technique sparingly, I suppose, but it's it's more so having a good understanding of the color wheel, and, yeah. Um, do like watch it half in our video on color theory and stuff, and just sort of apply that knowledge to to, to your Lightroom or, or Capture One or whatever you may use, and mm. just just doing that will actually make a big difference to, to edit themselves, I think. Yeah, I agree. And remember that the slider isn't supposed to go to spinal tap eleven. It's never Fucking supposed yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, no, I see not, no, no. Definitely <laughs> just subtle, subtle. Yeah. Small little increments. Small. I think everybody does it though when they first start out. It's like, yeah. oh look at that. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, like yeah, a colour diarrhea. If someone says they've never put up the clarity of eleven, then they're they're lying. Because you you have to do it, get out your system and then come back to sort of lines where you where you went wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um Two, two final questions, I suppose, there for you before we go mm. for our, our, our last break, right? Um, have you a favourite location that you like to shoot for street photography, urban photography, or anywhere in general for photography? Um, for street and urban? God, I'd say that maybe I was in San Francisco a couple of years ago in LA. Um, San Francisco, I really, really enjoyed that. And it was just... San Francisco's say, beautiful, you know, it's, yeah. It's a cool place, like, and just... Walker in Chinatown, places that you, you wouldn't get to get to shoot. Um, I'd say that'd be up there in terms of street photography. Um, LA, I don't recommend it. Hate that place. I hope I'll never go back there. So oh, I would definitely okay. wouldn't use that. No, didn't like it. Um, that that's for sort of streety, urbany stuff. And yeah. if I were to jump on my put my landscape hat, maybe off the pharaohs, um, by the sky, mood and atmosphere. That's the type of thing I, I like as well. When I'm, out in the in the wild, I suppose. Nice, yeah. You know what? Mm. I, I, I think both those locations that you've mentioned, I've, I haven't been to the Pharaohs, but I can only imagine how beautiful mm. it is. But um, San Francisco is, is incredible for yeah. photos. I mean, you mentioned Chinatown there. You Every corner you turn around, there's a character, there's a story. Oh, yeah, and you've got everything yeah. backed up as well with all the lanterns that are there the whole way through. You've got all the collages that are on the buildings. You know, you've got that whole Chinatown atmosphere, which is oozing from everywhere in San Francisco. I absolutely, I, I loved it for photography. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, and the final question here before we go on the break, we kind of touched on it there a moment ago. Um, it's just, you know, 
uh, editing your images for social media and stuff like that. But I just mm. think in general, you know, so how I know you is through social media. And social media is very, very important, obviously. But um, it's constantly changing. And, you know, the latest thing there on the news now the other day is that uh, Instagram is moving away from images and no longer wants to be a platform for images. It only wants to be a platform for videos. So, well, obviously, near that now, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the latest that they're saying. No? And I think the reason for it is because, you know, TikTok and whatever um, is, you know, taking over from the shorts and YouTube mm. trying to do shorts and video is more immersive and an image, as you say, people scroll by it so quickly. But um, I think social media is constantly changing and that's just one thing at the moment. But I'd interested to get your thoughts, I suppose, on social media these days. How do you think it is? How do you think it's evolving? Where do you think it belongs? In the yeah, oh, it's, it's probably one contention with a lot of people I think are definitely losing the, the graph for Instagram and, and posting there regularly. Um, I would have I would have definitely posted every other day anyway at the best times mm-hmm. for, for a couple of years. Um, and just, yeah, once once reels and TikToks and all that crap started, I, I absolutely hate, hate it. I tried probably mm-hmm. doing one or two reels. I was like, yeah, it's not for me. I don't mm-hmm. enjoy doing video. I, I know like you're you're big into your your, your blogging your sorry your yeah. blogging um that's different to these 15 second sort of yeah instant gratification of a of a video of someone you know doing absolutely nothing on tiktok yeah um, that's 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 killing instagram as well trying to compete with it um, so it'd be nice if there's another platform to 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 jump up soon i suppose that maybe the people jump ship to just for just for images because i'm probably but, one of the first people to go to but the talk is that it's twitter the talk is, is that, yeah. yeah, the talk is where uh, Twitter is becoming more of a community, um, and mm. particularly since they know the NFT world has been created and evolved, and there's a big community around um, Twitter now supporting uh, its photographers, liking for other photographers, and you know mm. helping each other out, I suppose, really, and you know retweeting and such like that, which is eventually yeah. or originally what Instagram would have started out from. But I think uh, in, yeah, in, yeah. Instagram now, I think for me anyway. I think it's 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 too Facebook, it's too commercial, and it's too, you know, wanting to kind of control the way I have to show my images. Like, no thanks. I mean, if you look at Twitter as an example, oh, there's a, there's a disadvantage to this too. You can put your image up on Twitter and it goes up full res, but the problem there is that somebody can also download it full res, so you run yeah, that risk, yeah. you know. Um, but there's a lot to be said. I mean, like Facebook absolutely destroys images when you put them up there unless you get mm. the image crop specifically that's going to fit within the range of facebook yeah. um and instagram isn't much better to be honest with you you know no, so you, absolutely not, no, no. it destroys yeah. any good quality yeah like i i, I got really um facebook years and years ago i think i, I remade and won last year tenter competition or something i haven't i've never used it since like so mm. i don't use that at all I've, i mm. i don't really like twitter just for the the politics side of it and just getting into arrogance with people i trying to avoid it um but yeah if, if it's summer time to sort of share your work we all we all say we hate hate social media but you know it, it is ultimately important to make i've made so many friends and actually really good friends through through, through yeah. instagram and meeting up with, with other photographers tinder tinder for first photographers as people and you know what one thing bernard bernard garrett he always always says and he's dead right like you know don't ever give out about something that is for free you know, you're yeah, getting exactly Facebook like, for free, yeah. you're getting yeah. Instagram for free, you're getting Twitter for free, everything for free. Technically speaking, he is correct. But also on the other side, it's not free because they're collecting all the data that they can on you every step of the way. Yeah, um, product, that's like, whole, yeah. yeah, that's a whole different argument for sure. But yeah, I think it'd, be, it'd just be interesting to see how social media is going to evolve now over the next phases, the next iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts, I suppose, really in, uh, in, in, in social media for photography right now anyway, mm-hmm. you know. That could be different yeah, again. I- 
I could ask you six months' time, and you tell me a completely different experience. I'd, well, I'd, do you know what I'd say will happen then? If, if, if it, like, would instead, if that move down very the heavy, heavy video route, you'll, it'll, it'll take out a lot of the photographers that are not really photographers that just do it just, just purely for the sort of the, the, the dopamine hit of the gratification post on Instagram. Um, they'll quickly taper off and be less allowed and probably get more back to a bit more, um, Stable, I suppose. There's a lot of drama and photography circles as well, and say that that oh. comes from fucking uh, from social media, really. So it'd be nice to does. St- stick with people who are just more uh, in it for the, the art of it, really. Yeah, exactly. Instead of a popularity contest, and you know, a slap yeah. on the back, and you're you're amazing, and twenty five people tell you that you're amazing, and you start believing you're amazing, but the reality <laughs> is, is that you're okay. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Look, um, no, that was great. And I really, really enjoyed you telling me the, 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 the nuts and the bolts, I suppose, really, in regards to your photography. It's been quite interesting so far. What I want to do there is I'm going to take our last break. I have three questions I ask every single guest, and I'm looking forward to getting your answers as well there, Neville. So I'll yeah. be right back after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalog we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you're very welcome back to the final part of the Irish Photography Podcast. So, never like I said, I've got three questions I ask every single guest, and I'm really interested to hear your answers to these three staple questions. First question is, what is a funny photography story? Um, I, yeah, one of the funniest things I've, I've seen recently, and I'd say a lot of photographers will experience it sometime in their, their photography career, um, it was the, the Supermoon just there last month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... a uh, setting up it was actually coming up over dublin bay so i been the right lad thought i'd get out on my own and get up early and i went off off to, to the to bull islands and shooting and started seeing one or two other photographers there and i was like oh maybe i'm not the only one that caught this keep keep it to myself <laughs> and i was standing on the the boardwalk went out there and someone drove past like honestly oh, i'm shooting there i was like who's that and they drove off and got a phone call and like oh we're all down here at the at the, the pier come on down to us so what went down and when I got down there, there were 60 other photographers all lined up standing there beside each other. And for fuck's sake, I thought we'd be the only person out. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that was that. It was a good crack to see seeing everybody out and, and joining it. Like, you know, it's one sort of once a lifetime shot that you might get it over yeah. wherever he's yeah. getting it over, pool bag, um, lighthouse there. Um, so that was that. We all sort of set up, got our photo pills and all lined out, like trying to pick pick the perfect spot. But as it turns out, we're all, everybody's off about 30 meters. <laughs> <laughs> to the right where they should have been to get it lined up exactly and uh, I said no feck I'm going to do a sort of a, I was doing a time lapse so I, I said I, I'm not moving I'm going to stay here but I, I looked down to him after about 10 minutes and there was about there must have been about 40 lads now sitting literally on top of each other with the tripods <laughs> trying to shoot, shoot the feckin' moon over the layout <laughs> and you, you, you'd see these images showing New Zealand or China or somewhere all the photographers the behind the scenes of uh, a good powerful image with the reality is it's there's hundreds of other um yeah, people there yeah. shooting away but that was my first experience of that now and I had to say I got a good laugh out of it right yeah, for sure. I couldn't believe it, actually, when I started seeing the stories coming up. I was like, yeah. hey, one photographer, two photographer, three photographer. How many photographers are there today? I've never seen. There's definitely 60. It had to be, yeah, at least. Yeah, 
mad. And yeah. again, as you say, everybody all cordoned together at the very, very end to get that perfect shot. And like, as you were saying it there, you were in the wrong space. What was coming into the back of my, into my head was the song is Every Day I'm Shuffling. Is everybody <laughs> shuffling along trying to get to the part yeah, where yeah, they need to go. Um, Brilliant. Actually, okay. yeah, I, have to, I have to go back and edit that shot actually because I've got a right great time lapse and I let people just post off their, their same shots and I love something different, I think. So yeah. I'll do that in a few weeks and get it up. Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Okay, so we spoke a lot about different types of cameras and such of that. And you mentioned obviously the first camera that you got was the Nikon. You've mentioned mm. there Fuji. So, uh, yeah. what gear do you shoot with? Yeah, so as you said, you probably you see me post a lot of phone images. Um, I do. I, I obviously use a Huawei phone as well. There, there are good cameras on, on phones, I have to be fair to them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I mainly shoot with, with, with a camera. I use a Fuji X-T2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to upgrade soon enough, but whenever the, the funds are built up in the account, I get an X-T4 maybe. Um, nice. But yeah, Fuji, Fuji X-T2 for the moment and all Fuji, Fuji, Fuji lenses mainly. What um, lenses have you? Uh, use a 5230, have a nice 35mm f1.4. Nice. Samyang 40mm wide angle. Nice. And for the other ones, I've got a little later on. Let me take a look. Oh, yes. Got a new, new um, filtrox there, if you've heard that brand. No. Got a, an 85mm f1.4, so it's nice. Um, oh, nice, nice portrait lens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice, um, just something different around, but it's a fucking heavy thing, so I won't throw it on the whole time. But yeah, they're, they're my go to. Um, Fuji, I, I like that. Just sort of the mechanical dials and being able to quickly quickly change the settings as the same with street photography, just yes, it will snap through quickly. So that's that's why I enjoy about them really. And they're small and they're light. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on what lens you're on, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enough, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. When you say you're going to upgrade your camera, I was like, I hope he's not going to say I'm going to go for a GFX 100. There, I'm like, what? no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to be like I probably want four times the weight of what you have Absolutely, there. Yeah. At that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um and. The final question then that we have is a VSP. It's a very solid product. It's a product that mm. you won't leave home without. You'd put your name to it if you could. So, Neville Lawless, what is your VSP? Drum roll. Um, it's probably the least dramatic product I could say I could recommend, but a solid, solid um, L brackets, Darren, I think is absolutely nice. essential. So I think I use uh, a pig iron one on Amazon, probably 20 quid, but... That's yeah. going to save my camera so many times. I, I was saying to before we started, like I've, I've definitely I've dropped the camera down the the, house, the stairs in the house here once, and I picked it up, and the thing was all completely fine. So, um, if I recommend something solid, get a good L bracket or L cage bracket around your around your camera, and it throws on a few extra pounds on your shoulder walk around, but um, it can ultimately save your save your gear and save so yeah. much time as well. Trying to set up sunset or whatever, it's so it's you have to be able to swap around the camera very quickly. So, yeah. Agreed. It's a great product. Amazing amount of mm-hmm. people actually that have picked uh, an L bracket as well as their VSP because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like I said to you there, I suppose in the outset, you know, it's that's it's something that you kind of go, I don't need that, but the moment you use it, yeah, I always need this. And I definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good, good, good VSP. Okay. Yeah, if I if I were to give you another one, that would be the capture one. Oh, you want two? Like Hang on, you ah, want two VSPs? Oh, we got double value today. Go on, what's your said, second VSP? Yeah, cap, capture one instead of Lightroom. Get rid of the subscription. Stick with that one-off, one-off payment, three hundred fifty quid or whatever, and just yes. that changed my sort of approach to photography. I think definitely. So okay, I, recommend. Yeah, I mean, get the trial and try it out. Like. Yeah, I get to try. I actually did get a trial of it there to try it out once, and I found mm. that it was quite interesting. All right. Um, but because I was already doing the Lightroom and I was already signed up for it for the year, I went, actually, ah, sure, yeah. I'll go back to that. And then I completely forgot about it. Now you've prompted me again. I might actually 
give it a it's go. A, yeah, so it's, it's, it's commitment to get out of light room. It's, it's difficult. That's what I hate about it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, it's like everything really, though. You know, change. You kind of mm. the first thing about change is the first step. You may not like, you may not like it, but the, after that comes the second step and the third yeah, and yeah. fourth. And before you realize that you're walking and then running and then you're you're legging it along as this. So, uh, okay, so um, there are my questions, really. Uh, you know, the, the, the final things, really, I have to ask is, where can people get more information on you? Where can they see your fantastic body of work so they can actually understand the beauty of what we've been discussing here and what you have? Uh, I thought record. you were going to say your fantastic body. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd say recommend my website, probably the first place to go to. So it's just, it's just lawlessireland.com. Or sorry, okay. dot i.e. Um, you you'll find sort of my, my sort of my good my sort of more proud proud images was, and then after that then just Instagram. I don't use Facebook or Twitter or anything. Um, I'll occasionally post on Reddit, but that'll be sort of one in one in a one in a hundred days. But Instagram at Lawless Ireland, um, you'll get me there definitely. Brilliant, yeah. So you'll you'll post there on Reddit once in a super blue moon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> just. Um, Something, something. Uh, one, one of the sort of the prouder images I'll stick up there at that time. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. This never. It's been an absolutely fascinating conversation, man. I've really, really enjoyed, uh, you know, getting into the background of your photography. I'm looking forward to seeing more of your images now, and you know, I'm. I, I suppose I'll give some links as well in the show notes, um, and to your uh, social channel and stuff like that as well, so people can go see that beautiful body of work that you have. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Thanks a million. Hey, you're legend, Darren. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.